this morning, Lord. God, you are worthy, for there is none other name great like your name, Jesus. Uh, Oh, I praise you and I thank you again this day, God. And I love you and I praise you and we exalt you again this day. Lord, I pray for our nation. I pray for your people today around the globe, God, uh, that your perfect will will be accomplished in every situation and every circumstance. Uh, and your name, God, I pray. And I thank you, Jesus, again. I thank you again. I thank you again. Your love and kindness is better than life, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. What an awesome presence of God's Spirit is here. We want to get right into our discipleship class again this morning. And uh, hopefully everybody is enjoying yourself. And uh, you can go out online if you miss some of this and pull up the archives and go back through it and listen. Amen. And uh, I tell you, I have really been blessed in this and and seeing things and unfolding things as you study and look into God's Word. There's more and more and more. You know, Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling. He finds a treasure in a field and he goes sell everything he has so he can buy that field. Amen. And I'm telling you, there are some deep things. Deep, call it upon deep at the noise of the water spot, right? Amen. So we want to get right into this again this morning. Now, we're in the fifth chapter, First John chapter 5, amen, and uh, starting with verse 4 through 6 this morning. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Amen. So we have got to get our faith to victory. Turn to somebody and say, is your faith to victory yet? Amen. You got to get your faith to victory. And the way you get your faith to victory is you've got to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Amen. You remember what Solomon says, right? So we want our faith to get to victory. Amen. And we can overcome the world by our faith. And the way we get our faith there is we have to just make up our minds. I know a lot of times it doesn't seem that easy, but it's really that easy when you stop and think about it. To get there, if, if, if we believe that this book is true, and I do believe it's true from the beginning to the end, every word, every promise, every line is real, is true, amen, is infallible word of God. So I have to make up my mind that I'm going to believe God's word. I'm going to stand on the promises of God. I'm going to take it at face value, and I'm going to do what he's asking me to do. And to get my faith there, we saw last week, Peter told us that we need to add to it. If I don't add to my faith, it's not going to grow. It's just like planting a garden. You can put seeds in the ground. They may come up. But, amen, but they're not going to reach to the maturity that you want it to reach to and give the fruit that you want it to give unless you add some water, add sometimes some fertilizer or something else to give it the nutrients it needs to be able to get bigger. 
Amen. And that's what Peter is telling us in 1 Peter 5. He says you have to add to your faith. He says you've got to add to it virtue and virtue knowledge and knowledge temperance and temperance patience and patience godliness and godliness brotherly kindness and brotherly kindness charity. See, I've got to add to my faith if I, if I want to get it there. Amen. And it will be strong. The stronger my faith is, the more I can overcome things because my focus won't be on the things around me and what I'm going through. It will be on the God that can take care of it for me. See, but, and that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to learn about God on Wednesday night. What we're talking about, that you might walk worthy of the Lord to all please and be fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Now, we saw a week before last, as we was looking at Hebrews chapter 11 about the faith chapter, why is that chapter there? And the things are written, are written for our learning. See, so we have to make sure that we go back and we look at these things. Amen. Let's quickly look at Hebrews 11 real quick this morning. And then I'm going to go ahead on and move on. Amen. But notice here, amen, we, we, can, we started with Abraham in the 8th verse. And then he, he goes, God calls him and tells him to leave home. So he obeys and he leaves. Verse 9 says, by faith. He sojourned in the land of promise as a stranger in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs uh, with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundation, who builders and maker was God. Amen. We, we, we're looking for something better. We're looking for a different place. See, when God calls us out, he gives us a promise. He's taking us to something better. So we have to keep walking no matter what we go through to get to it. Amen. We follow him. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. So they sojourn in this land of promise. Amen. As in a stranger. For he looked for that city which had foundation whose builder and maker was God. Through faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed when she was past age. Delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful that promised. Sarah says, God says, I'm going to have a child. I'm going to have a child. Amen. So we have to just hold on to the promises of God. Don't ever let your promise go. Verse 12, therefore sprang there even as one, and as him as good as dead, as many as the stars of the sky, and multitude in the sand by the seashores, innumerable. These all died in faith. Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and was persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. Think about all the songs we sing about going to heaven. Have anybody seen heaven? We've embraced that, though, don't we? We've embraced that concept that by living for God and serving God, we're going to heaven. We're going to a better place. We're going to a better city. We're going to a better country that God has prepared. We've embraced that. We've become persuaded of that. That's why we, we pray. That's why we serve God. That's why we do the things that we do because we've embraced this promise that God has given to us. And so that's why we're continuing on by faith. Amen. Praise God. 
For they that say such things declare plainly that they are what? Seek for a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they had came out of, they might have had opportunity to return therein. Notice, we're not going back. We've already come out now. That's why the writer of Hebrews, when you look at the 10th chapter, he says, we're not them to draw back to perdition. We're them that believe to the saving of the soul. Amen. We keep moving forward here with this. We're overcoming this world. This world's going to keep pulling you. It's going to keep tugging at you. It's going to keep telling you, oh, come on. You, you don't have to do that to, to make that trip, you know. Think about how many times you go on a trip. If you ever travel... You know, I can remember back in the days when you could fly, man. You could have as many suitcases as you want. You could have them as heavy as you want, you know. And the airline said nothing. But then all of a sudden, they came out with policy says, you can't have more than one bag. And it can't be no more than 50 pounds. And what did people do? They went into a panic, you know. And that is, you can have more, but you're going to pay a whole lot more to carry it. See, so we have to realize that we need to travel light. <laughs> Amen. You don't want your 747 not be able to get up off the ground when, you, when God calls. <laughs> Amen. When the heavens split and he says, come on up. You want to be able to get out of here. Amen. You don't want to have a whole lot of baggage and stuff and be worrying about your bags. You know, I, I watch people all the time when I travel, man. They get all upset. There ain't enough room in the airplane in the top of the bag. You know, now they want to pack their carry-on so heavy that it's almost heavier than the one they check in. You know? I th- every time I, I get on a flight, I think about maybe God is trying to tell me something, you know? Travel light, Rufus. You know? Learn how to travel light. Don't don't be burdened down carrying five and six suitcases and all this stuff, you know. Let's travel light. I got you, you know. I'm going to take care of you. Amen. So I'm learning. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. But now they desire better country, that is the heavenly, where God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. And you can read about Abraham. Then you read about Moses. Now look down. Let's just drop all the way down to Uh, Verse 32, and what shall I say more? For the time shall fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and of Samson and of Japheth and of David and of Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness was made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the alien, women receiving their dead raised to life again, and others tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sown as under, they was tempted, they were slain with the sword. They wandered about with sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in desert and in mountains and dens and caves in the earth. And these all have obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, 
that they without us should not be made perfect. See, they couldn't receive the promise because the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. You remember in John seven thirty seven, Jesus says, In that last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink, for out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, that they that believe him on him would shall receive, because Jesus was not yet glorified. See, they couldn't receive the promise of the Holy Ghost, because it wasn't yet given. But they embraced it. They embrace the things of God. They embrace what God said. So we have to brace it, amen, and hold on to it and don't let go if we're going to be an overcomer. Chapter 12, wherefore, sin, we are compassed about now with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, get your suitcase emptied out, and the sin which that so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. As I heard a thing on the radio the other day, the guy says, God is trying to write your story, so stop trying to take the pen out of his hand. <laughs> you know? Moses says there in Psalms 90, you know, we live all our days as a tale that is told. What are people, what is people going to write going to God's going to write about you? You know, we we have to trust God. We have to believe God. Amen. We have to hold on to God's promise. Looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him which endured such contradiction of sinners, lest you be weary and faint in your own mind. See, you don't want to give up. You want to remember Jesus. He's already given us an example. He's already prepared the way for us. He's already told us, I have overcome the world. He overcame. Amen. And we can overcome. They overcome by what? The word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. You've been baptized in Jesus' name. The blood is applied to your life. You've had a testimony of what God has done for you. Now walk by faith. Amen. And overcome this world. Don't keep looking at the things that's going on in this world. Because if you do, you're going to lose your hope. You're going to faint. That's why Paul tells us in Galatians 6, 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we faint not. The psalmists tell us in Psalms 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but out of them all the Lord delivers us. Amen. God is going to deliver you. You just keep by faith. Amen. The Lord hear you in the day of trouble. The name of the Lord defend you, sending you help from the sanctuary and strengthening you out of Zion. The word of God will come at the right moment, at the right time, because he is the living word. He will be on time, as the songwriter said. He may not come when you want it, but ask Job, amen, did he not show up? Ask the children of Israel, amen, when they was at the Red Sea and Pharaoh was on their tail, did he not open the way and make a way for them? When they was thirsty, did he not provide water for them? Amen, out of the rock, praise God. We've got to understand we can overcome this world. We can overcome these things of the world. Amen. If we keep our focus on God and do what His Word is telling us to do and don't lean to our own understanding. 
Amen. He will get us through this thing. He's already given us an example. Amen. So John here tell us in the fourth chapter, I mean fifth chapter, amen. Whosoever is born of God overcome the world. See, when we say we're born again, you know what that's supposed to mean? You've had enough of the world. You're saying, I'm done with you. I repent of my sins. I get baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. And I'm risen, as Paul says in Romans 6, to walk in newness of life. I don't let the world control me anymore. My flesh, I bring it under subjection to the things of God. I've got to make up my mind. Because if not, the world is going to keep pulling. It's going to keep tugging. It's going to keep pulling at your coattail. Amen. And come on back. That's why Paul, you know, you look at Second Tim- I mean, First Timothy, Second Timothy, I mean, three, you know, and four. Paul talks about demons has left them for this present world. The world's going to pull at you. It's going to tug you, man. I'm here to tell you, you know, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We have to make up our mind that we're not going to let it pull us away from God. That's why Paul says in Romans 8, who shall separate me? From the love of God. Tribulations. Stress. Persecution. Nakedness. Peril. Sword. Says it's written. We're killed all the day long. We're counted as sheep to the slaughter. He says no and all this. We are more than conquerors. Than through him that love us. For I am persuaded. Notice. Are you persuaded? What did we just read in Hebrews 11? They was persuaded. They was totally convinced that what God said was true. And this is where we've got to get. I know we love God. There's no doubt about it. There's a whole lot of people love God. I understand that. But we've got to get totally, 100% persuaded that what this book says is true. This is our road map. And if we don't follow it, it's not going to be God's fault that we missed the mark. What did the Lord say to Jeremiah 6 and 16? Stand you and ask, where's the old paths? Where's the good way? And walk therein and you'll find rest for your soul. See, we want to be at peace with me. I want to be at peace with you. I want to be at peace with others. I don't need a whole lot of turmoil in my life. You know, I got to trust God. When I when I go to God and I, you know, somebody says, pray for me, you know, I take it to the Lord. I'm not going to carry it around on my shoulder, you know, because I got a promise. Cast all your cares on the Lord. He cared for you. Somebody says, if Jesus is going to take care of it, why am I going to worry about it? <laughs> if somebody says, if he's going to stay up, why am I going to stay up? I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Thank the scripture says he give his beloved rest, right? <laughs> so I'm going to get my eight. <laughs> Praise God. We, we, we've got to follow the word of God. So we want to overcome this world. Don't, don't. Purpose in your heart. I'm not going to let the world destroy me. I'm not going to let the world keep pulling me and tugging at me. You know, 
I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do, but I'm not going to let it over impact my life to where I'm all wore out, I'm all tired, I don't have any joy. Remember, John says, I wrote you this because I want your joy to be full. I want to add to it. See? So we, we always got to keep that in our mindsets. So if I get my faith to a point, my joy is going to be to that point. And if my joy is that point, my love is going to be to that point. Everything in the fruit of the Spirit is going to manifest itself and come to the point when I start trusting and doing what God's Word tells me. I'm an overcomer. You can be an overcomer. It's just making up your mind. I dare you the next time, you know, you start feeling depressed, you start shouting. Just start dancing. Just start rejoicing. Just start laughing. Just have a good time. Make the devil mad. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. Get excited. Verse 5. Who is he that has overcome the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Of God. Now, we saw in Acts 8, you know, last week that uh, Philip asked a eunuch if he believed in the Son of God. And he says, you know, as he's reading there in Isaiah 53, you know, he, he understood, you know. He says, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And what they do? They stopped the chariot. He immediately went back down and he got baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, let's look back a little bit at John chapter 9. John chapter 9, verse 35. Here's another story. John 39. Okay. You remember this story. Jesus comes into the town when you start reading. For, uh, you know, the blind man is there. And, and the disciples ask Jesus, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he's born blind? Jesus says, nobody that, the, you know, glory of God should be revealed. So now, we drop down here. Uh Let's start with verse 26. No, let's start with 25. He answered and said, whether he be a sinner or not, I know not. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I see. You remember when you was blind? Oh, that's right. Y'all been in church all your life. I forgot that. Y'all grew up in the church. Y'all, y'all grew up on the pew. See, I was in the world. <laughs> I was blind as a bat. <laughs> I couldn't see truth from error. The man says, I, all I know is I was blind, but now I see. Then said they to him again, What did he do? What did he, what did he to thee? How opened he thine eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you did not hear. Therefore, would you hear again? Will you also be his disciples? Then they reviled him and says, Thou art his disciples, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spake unto Moses, as for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. The man answered and said unto them, Wherein, why herein is a marvelous thing that he 
you know not from whence he is, and yet he has opened mine eyes. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of a God and doeth his will, him he will hear it. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man was not of God, he could not, he could do nothing. They answered and said unto him, Thou was altogether born in sin, and dost thou teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said to him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? And he answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talk with thee. Amen. What power. <laughs> Amen. The same thing he told the woman at the well. Amen. And when she says, I know and we know that the Messiah who is called Christ when he comes, he will teach us and tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I that speak to you am he. Amen. I am he. If you don't believe that I am he, you're going to die in your sins. Amen. So John is telling us, amen, that we believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Because what transpires here, when you see this phrase, the Son of God, it is said that Jesus robed himself in flesh and took on nature as a human being just like you and I did. He is both God and man. He's 100% God and he's 100% man. The scripture had to be fulfilled. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And Matthew would later discern to us that that same son that was prophesied by Isaiah, amen, meant Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And that's why Paul was saying, 1 Timothy 3, 16, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received back up in the glory. Amen. If you ever want to do a one-on-one personal Bible study with yourself, just take that passage of Scripture from 1 Timothy 3.16 and go back through the Gospels and you will see every bit of it points to Jesus Christ. Amen. He's a, he was a son. Amen. Just like I'm a son. Amen. So, But he's almighty God as well. So to overcome, we've got to believe. Amen. That what he says is true. So that we can overcome this thing. We won't overcome this world. We don't want the world to keep tugging at us and pulling at us and making us unhappy when God is coming to give me life and that abundantly. Come on, you can do this thing. I, I have, as Paul says, I am confident of this very thing that he that begun a good work in you will complete it 
until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. I am confident in people's abilities. Amen. I am. I just wish they would be confident in it. Amen. I've, I've, I've come to realize that. You know, everybody that is born again, I have confidence in them and people that they can do exactly what God's word says. And I want them to be confident in themselves. You can do it. Just make up your mind. That's all you've got to do. Amen. You can get over this thing. So the blind man says, I was blind, but now I see. Hallelujah. Praise God. You keep saying Jesus is God, but let's go on. Let's keep moving on to perfection in these things. Praise God. Amen. He's 100% God. He's 100% man. Number six, verse six. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And this is the spirit that bear witness because the spirit is what? The spirit is truth. The Spirit is truth. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Amen. John sixteen thirteen. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, what is he going to do? He's going to guide you and to all truth. Amen. He's going to take you and show you truth. That's the purpose of the Holy Ghost. Not only is it to give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and all of the power of the enemy, but to let you know Christ is in you, the hope of glory, and to give you directions and guidance and to lead you and to move you to where you will need to be in life. That's why Jesus Christ, according to 1 Corinthians 1, is called the power of God and the wisdom of God. And that's why when wisdom enter your heart and, and knowledge is present, discretion will preserve you and understanding will keep you. It'll show you how to make right choices and right decisions and do what is right. You know, you stop and think about before you got saved. If you was like me, I didn't have a problem going in and buying a six-pack. I didn't have a problem walking into the store and opening my wallet and pulling out a fifth. You know? But you stop and think about after you got saved and you thought about going in and buying one. What happened? Something pricked your heart. So, whoa, what are you doing? It's like with anything, you know, worldly. It, it checks your heart and your spirit, you know. You, I mean, sometimes, you know, you might be going to buy ice cream and sometimes the spirit might say, do you really need it? <laughs> you know, you, you you've got to, <laughs> you you've got to realize that it's going to lead you and guide you unto all truth. See, it it I mean, this Holy Ghost thing will expose some stuff, man. That you it have your head shaking. You know, it, it, I mean, you find yourself weeping and crying over some of the most dumbest stuff that you would in the world you'd have never cried over. You know. You know, when I was in the world, I see somebody crying. Usually, you say, "Man, you weak. Uh, buckle up." 
But now, man, you start weeping, I started weeping. What's that all about? <laughs> you know, but because we've overcome. That's the Spirit of God, amen, in us here. So the Spirit will lead us and guide us to all truth, amen. How be it when he, the Spirit, is truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, praise God. So, so John says Jesus did not just overcome, amen, here by water only, but by water and blood. You see, that's why Acts 2.38, that's where the blood is applied to your life. When you repent of your sins, when you are baptized in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus Christ is applied because the blood is the only thing can remit the sins away. See, and so it's applied. That's why you got Jesus established that New Testament plan of salvation. You've got to be born again of the water and the spirit. See, the blood is applied to your lives in the waters of baptism. See, he, that's why he gave us an example. You know, that's why John says, oh, uh, you know, I, I don't, you don't need to be baptized by me. John says, I need to be baptized by you. So, but Jesus says, no, we got to fulfill all righteousness, John. We got to fulfill the scriptures here, okay? I'm paraphrasing here. But basically, that's what he said. We've got to fulfill what was already written and set it in place. See? This is my beloved son when the spirit is descended and whom I am well pleased. See? And so when the spirit descends upon you, what does it say? God says, I'm well pleased with you. Now you've got to keep walking that way. You know, he just don't give his spirit to anybody. You know, you've got to prepare yourself to receive it. That's why you have to repent of your sins. God does not dwell in an t- unclean temple. See, you can't have a devil and the Holy Ghost at the same time. Okay? You, you've got to stay pure. No, you're not. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're not your own. You was brought with a price. See, God will dwell in a clean vessel, in a clean temple. So you've got to keep yourself pure. That's why what is Paul says in in First Corinthians six nine. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor idolaters, nor feminists, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous shall inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you. But what happened? You've been washed. You've been sanctified. You've been justified. See, sin can't enter there. So we have to decide. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. That's why, what, what did Paul uh, write into Timothy, I mean Titus, in, in Titus 3, he says, By all things, about blood purge, and without the shedding of the blood, there's no remission. That's why the blood had to be put on the doorpost. What did the Lord say? And the death angel passed by. I see the blood I pass over you. See? You've got to have the blood. Neither is there salvation in any other. Amen. We have to praise God. Verse 7. So wait a minute. Verse 6. The spirit that bears witness. Amen. The spirit of truth will bring us into truth. It's the witness. 
So if the Holy Ghost is in you, you're the witness of God. Amen. Remember what the Lord says in Isaiah 43? You are my witnesses and my servants whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, and neither shall there be after me. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Amen. Praise God. But God is a God of righteousness. See? We got to learn to do right, to be an overcoming. Amen. You're never going to overcome if you don't believe in Jesus. Oh, how I love the name of Jesus. (laughs) There is no sweeter name. I know. Think about all the songs that's been written about him. The love songs. The joy songs. The praise songs. The worship songs. All about him. Why? So we can overcome this world. This world is going to pass away, Peter said. And it's going to melt with fervent heat. He tells us, he says, God is not slack concerning his promises. As some men count slackness, he's long-suffering. He's patient. He's waiting. He's trying to give everybody an opportunity to repent and come into the knowledge of who he is. Amen. Everything. We have all kinds of examples. You know, just like the just like the first, you know, earth was destroyed. What does the writer of Hebrews tell us? Don't be an unbeliever. That you missed the mark. They missed the rest because of unbelief. Don't get caught on the outside. Don't get caught not prepared. We have to wake up and learn, amen, how to live according to God's word. He's, the Holy Ghost is our witness Amen. Because the Spirit is true. John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but came to bear witness of the light, that true light, which lighteth every man in the world. And he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, which is born not of blood, not of the flesh, not of the, but the will of God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld His glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Praise God. Sanctify them through Thy truth. That Word is truth. 
I am the way. I am the truth. And I'm the light. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, when Jesus sends the Holy Ghost, it's going to bear witness of him. And aren't you glad he's in you? Amen. Aren't you glad you've been born again? Aren't you excited about serving him and living for him and walking with him and dancing with him and rejoicing in him? Amen. Praise God. We can overcome. Amen. Jesus says all you need is just enough faith the size of a mustard seed. And you can do it. Amen. That's not a whole lot, is it? Amen. You can make it. Because when you be, start adding to that seed, amen, it's going to grow. It's going to grow. Father, we thank you. Thank you again this morning for your goodness and thank you for your blessings and thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your truth, God. We're asking you to guide us and lead us, oh God, according to thy perfect will and thy perfect way. In all things, God, we give you thanks, we give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor again this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take a small break and transition to the next portion. Amen. God bless you.